You must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. Good morning, Vietnam! You're gonna need a bigger boat. Erica! 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 Hasta la vista, baby. What's up, everybody? It's Steven here. Um, glad to be back in the studio. And Jason is in Australia, so welcome to the show. Back again, Jerry Rojas. Howdy. And uh, we're continuing on our summer blockbuster run with uh, Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park that came out in 1993. It stars Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Richard Attenborough, and Samuel L. Jackson, as well as a few other people. Uh, this movie had a budget of $63 million and over time grossed over a billion dollars, uh, worldwide and it's theatrical run and, and everything else. This movie is about, a amusement park gone wrong with mm-hmm. giant dinosaurs, people getting eaten and, uh bunch of selfish people trying to make money oh yeah very reminiscent of what's going on in america today yep um which is why we're going to talk politics instead of dinosaurs today i'm voting for (laughs) t-rex uh but yeah having said all that let's start at the beginning and talk about when we first saw this movie jerry take it away okay this movie i i unlike some of the other movies we've talked to before where it's kind of like oh i kind of remember that movie from the 90s and this was a big one this was huge which is kind of telling of what like the blockbuster was especially like in the 90s right coming out of uh its sort of origin in what like the late 70s 80s yeah and i feel like the 90s summer blockbuster is like unmatched oh yeah right and my first um experience with that would be jurassic park because I remember walking out, I was living in Texas at the time, no dinosaurs, only steer, and um, I was walking out of, or walking to uh, uh, watch Free Willy, hmm. right? Yeah. And, and I remember this so, like, so well, and um, they just had, oh, they had just had the movie, um, like, the movie poster, the cutout, whatever they have in the theater. Yeah. And it was just the iconic, like, T-Rex skeleton. Skeleton. So good, and you with know, the, with the yellow behind, with the yellow it, behind yeah. it, and you're like a little kid, so you walk by and you just see dinosaurs, and I'm just like, oh my god, what is that? Yeah, we're you know? like five years old at this time. Yeah, probably something Around like that. There. And I just remember being like, oh, I, whatever, like I'm destined to see that movie. Yeah, right? and then I did, and it was just like the best thing I've ever seen, and I just. You know, because little kids today they love dinosaurs. Yeah, just Oops. little bo- little boys in general. Five years yeah. old dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. You see little kids here. Dino nuggies, like all those kinds yeah. of things. Um, so yeah, I, I remember just being dude, just so like enamored with with the series, and, and just you know when the sequels came out, I was just all about them too. Again. Like any of like since we were kids in the nineties, any blockbuster coming out, you had the toys, the, t- yeah. the t-shirts, and, and so this is definitely one that you um, you went back to the video store and rented over and over. Oh yeah, rented that probably, dude. I think I, I'm positive I owned it at one point. Yeah, VHS. Um, but it was something that I just 
watched over and over again. Surprisingly, a movie I don't remember owning, which yeah. is strange because I've I hmm. owned a lot of movies, but I think um, yeah, it's I don't I don't think I remember owning this movie. Yeah, you know what? I don't remember either. I do remember having the T Rex with the little side of that you can eject out and then it just you like see the shows bones. His, yeah ribs I, I feel like th- those toys came out um for the lost world yeah i think so too the lost world because jurassic park toys uh, i don't remember too well but jurassic uh, the lost world the lost world they were everywhere yeah i remember a buddy of mine had a bunch of them and i i wanted to steal them so bad from yeah. him yeah I wonder if they had like you know how I know we talked about last with like the Batman or the or Spider Man variations where it's like ooh, oh without a doubt uh, underwater Spider Man yeah, yeah or yeah. if they had like ooh uh, you know there was like six different versions of Ian yeah. Malcolm doing shit that he never astronaut did in rap movie. a raptor or something <laughs> like oh I better get and then he has like a bazooka that always fires some sort of like clear plastic projectile or something <laughs> at a at a block of like uh, these bricks I don't know but anyway yeah. 90s big, saw that movie. big one um yeah so for me same thing i remember seeing the the poster it's just all black yellow background mm-hmm. and then the the skeleton of the t-rex there and just being like what i don't know what this is like yeah. i want to i want to see this really bad and um when it came out i remember distinctly me and my uncle and my three sisters mm-hmm. piled into my uncle's car and we drove to the drive-in here in uh, oh, montclair nice. And we watched this movie, and, you know, like I said, five years old, this movie has some pretty, like, eerie, scary parts. And especially for a, yep. fi- for a five-year-old, mm-hmm. um, I can imagine, like, being really scared of this movie yeah. had it been presented in a different way. Um, because I had the thought of, when you first see the brontosaurus mm-hmm. you have the same exact reaction as sam neil and laura Dern. Yep. you could people back then you don't understand cgi mm-hmm. was no it was like pretty much non-existent there right. was two people doing cgi like that james cameron and steven spielberg right and i i pretty much had the same reaction as jeff goldblum in the movie is like holy shit you son of a bitches you actually did it like yeah. i had like the, there, there were dinosaurs on the screen yeah yeah and I think because I saw that first, and then mm-hmm. you go through the tour and you see the baby raptor and everything. Yeah. Since I saw that first, I was just so blown away and shocked yeah. that by the time the T Rex shows up, the Dilophosaurus shows up, the raptors, mm-hmm. I was just way too mesmerized to be scared. Well, yeah, you wanted to see what was like coming up next. Yeah, know? and 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 like I said, people, it, it's it's just so sad to see mm-hmm. the the versions of jurassic park that are coming out now and they're nowhere nothing even even the lost world is not what this movie was when it came out right this movie took the entire country by storm it was on the cover of every magazine mm-hmm. on the bestsellers list for six months in a row like because it's based on a book um it it, it just was an amazing movie and, I, and i'll never forget that experience and i remember uh reaching under my seat and finding a little dinosaur toy when we were when we were sitting there in the movie <laughs> at the at the drive-in, and I just thought like, oh, how weird! I'm watching this movie about dinosaurs, and there's a dinosaur under my under my seat. But it's yeah, sa- same way. Left it was just so enamored. I watched it every single time mm-hmm. I could possibly watch it, and obviously, The Lost World when it came out, I was first day going there, 
like we said, all our friends had my friends had the toys. I yep. really wanted all of them. Um, and it, it was just a phenomenon and I'll never forget the feeling of just being that little kid and just thinking how great this is. And at the, at the time too, being that young, just because he's in like the lexicon of pop culture, Steven Spielberg, you're just like, this guy mm-hmm. is fucking like, I wasn't about to watch Schindler's list, but I could mm-hmm. watch this movie and be like, this guy yeah. has got it. He's yeah. got it for sure. See, it wasn't until I watched Schindler's List at that age that I didn't feel it. No, just kidding. No, but you're right. I mean, what's crazy is that, like, I think for me, when you when you see something like that as a little kid, and you're just like, "Damn, that's like a dinosaur." You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. And it, um, a little bit of of me now is is sort of envious of maybe somebody that was a little older, more familiar with movies. Yeah, that went to go see it and also had because like, they a could appre- like, they could appreciate it. Yeah, cause like they, if we went to go see Jurassic Park right now, nothing had ever been like yeah, that. Yeah, if it was, and then like they, we all, no matter what age group you were. You kind of shared that childlike awe, you know? Yeah. And that was like Spielberg is, I think that's one of his, especially like in that time period, mm-hmm. what he was so great at it was like bringing out like that awe, whether you were an adult or you were a kid. Yeah, a kid, just it's a like, spectacle of... You know, you're just like, damn, dinosaurs, sick. And he's like, yeah, it made it real enough for a kid to be excited about it. And then you're an adult and you're like, damn, dinosaur, sick, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I know we say it about a lot of like older movies too, but uh, we were watching it the other day and like that CGI really does hold up. It does. And it's even like, I watched, you know, I saw Dominion when it came out and that CGI just looked like trash, like most CGI these days, anywhere, any day. Yeah. And it was like, there was, and that's, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but with the the Jurassic World series and some of the other sequels lack was that awe-inspiring oh, like, yeah. the, moment. I, I watched a um, a video essay on the difference between the two, um, and it, it really boils down to Steven Spielberg as a director yeah. and how he blocks shots and how he uses mm-hmm. reactions and how he uses the camera to filter out or focus on a spectacle um specifically like the scene where they first see the brontosaurus and then mm-hmm. one scene where they where owen played by chris pratt and the new ones is like he's in the foreground of the shot like taking up the entire screen and the he's the dinosaur is behind him yeah or, and it's like that's not the way you should be shooting this at all no or he's doing this you can't see because this is an audio medium <laughs> but i'm holding out my hand you know what he's doing he's holding out in the raptor pose or that's whatever. the dumbest thing i've ever heard it's just my... like who cares like so yeah with those you're right steven spielberg like him like him using the tools of filmmaking and putting his own spin on it right like the block you know every his camera work his yeah direction is just so amazing whereas these movies they lack it because either steven spielberg yeah he's not involved yeah or whatever it's to the point where you're just like yeah, it's a they, bit, they just seem hollow. It's hollow. And at that point, I'm just like, wow, I want to feel something so bad. I wish something more ridiculous would happen. Like, can these I, dude, dinosaurs start talking or something? I, something. You know what I mean? Something. Like, oh, I, I want, <laughs> I want like uh, the, the new like version of the T Rex to just like, you know, they're about to kill like Chris Pratt and whoever. And then like this giant truck comes and knocks a dinosaur out of screen and it's like blue driving the truck. And it's like, or the T-Rex comes, but he's got giant mechanical arms. He's like, who's got little arms? Yeah. Now? Or the T-Rex shows up and apparently it's the same T-Rex from every movie that has to battle another monster. 
but he's like been <laughs> battle damaged so much that he has like robot parts attached to him. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, damn. Dude, if that came out on the screen, one, I wouldn't be surprised because the series is just taking a crazy turn. For real. But I would, and then I'd be like, wow, now I have something to look at. Yes. So, uh, um, yeah. Movies. But speak, so. Like we're saying, um, these movies seem hollow, soulless, whereas the Steven Spielberg films opposite, complete, complete opposite. opposite. There's so much, there's so much wonderment inside them. And uh, on that note, I think we should turn to the cast and the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first Steven Spielberg movie we've done on this podcast, oh, so wow. we need to talk a little bit about him. Um, pretty much everybody knows who Steven Spielberg is. Even mm-hmm. I mean, we're big movie buffs, but if you say Steven Spielberg, people yeah. know. Who he is mostly what he's done mm-hmm. um and yeah he started out really young making movies uh on like super eights uh super eight video cameras and he made a couple movies before jaws but that was really mm-hmm. his first big hit and it was technically the first it, it's hailed as the first summer blockbuster before right. that there wasn't lines around the corner to see the new movie that's coming out during the summer it kind and of he was birthed what, that 20 he was in 27 i think like something like yeah. that he was really young um and people were frightened uh about the way he made movies because he went over budget um mm-hmm. he went over filming plans it took a long time but um he stuck to his guns he got stuff done and he made the studio a bunch of money so from there um him and his buddies came up and rose to power him brian de palma mm-hmm. martin scorsese uh george lucas they all became homies obviously steven spielberg like i said had that big huge success and a few years later he has a stinker um called 1941 oh yeah uh, it's a comedy movie about um paranoia after the pearl harbor attacks and it has a lot of big names in it robert zemeckis actually wrote on that movie um it's got dan Aykroyd, jim belushi um bunch of people bunch of famous people at the time and uh it bombed yep uh like nobody nobody liked it how uh what year did that come out 1979 i believe so a few years after jaws after jaws jaws is 75 and then that movie comes out in 1979 um and then uh i could see how the studios be like oh this guy fucking lost a bunch of money I don't know about this guy, but then in 1980, he makes Raiders of the Lost Ark yep. with Harrison Ford um, and from a George Lucas story. And that movie's probably one of the best adventure movies of all time, yeah. if not the best. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely amazing, and it kind of just starts solidifying him as a powerhouse in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years later, he comes out with E.T. the Extraterrestrial, mm-hmm. which is... Um, a very heartwarming movie. A lot of people seen it. It's very iconic. His mm-hmm. his uh, production company Amblin uses the bike flying across the moon as their logo, and this kind of just he just firing on all cylinders. Then he makes a sequel to Raise the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom. That one doesn't. It does very well commercially. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been a lot of complaints about it since then. I still enjoy it. I think it's fun. It's kind of a prequel to the first movie, but. That's neither here nor there. And then ending out the... And then he makes... He, he starts doing drama. Because everybody was like, oh, Steven Spielberg, he only makes flashy yeah. action picks or whatever. Yeah. And then um, towards the end of the 80s, he makes The Color Purple, oh, okay. uh, which is a very depressing movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he goes back to uh, the trilogy of indie, indie story with The Last Crusade in 1989, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then he makes a movie in the early 90s, uh, right before Jurassic Park, that he had been wanting to make his whole life a movie about peter pan 
and it was called Hook, starring Ooh. Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. And I love that movie. I, I've recently come across uh, videos online where people are just basically saying, if you were 30, around 30, and like mm-hmm. our, our age, you love that movie, you think it's yeah. amazing. But at the time, it was poorly received and was considered a flop. Which I can't believe because Dustin Hoffman gives a knockout performance. Uh, right. Robin Williams is always doing what he's doing, yeah. just really, really good. And it was just a new, fun take on on Peter Pan, and I, I thought it was amazing. I still do to this day. Um, and then after that, he makes Jurassic Park. Oh wow! And this movie is makes a bunch of fucking money. That it just is commercially successful, yeah. critically successful, amazing. And then after that he goes back to um his drama stuff and makes Schindler's list. Uh just hit after hit. Yeah. Not even just hit, just like just big, big iconic movies. Movies that make are like coming out and they're making like everybody's top one hundred oh, yeah. films. And and they're and time. they're and they are um movies aren't really like this anymore, but they come and they go really quickly, mm-hmm. but these were like part of big pieces of pop culture. This is all people could talk about for yeah. years afterwards. Even like um, right, the rights to the film for Jurassic Park were uh, people were bidding for them before the book even came out. Oh yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. everyone knew this was like a big thing. Yeah, and 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 I had thought about that as well as like. Everybody was vying for this. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven Spielberg famously works with Universal. Yeah. Um, he has pretty much his whole career. Um, so all these different studios were trying to get their hands on it. A bunch mm-hmm. of different producers. Had this movie landed in the hands of anybody else, I, know. I don't think it could have been half as way successful as, as this one would have been. Financially and just as good of a movie. I just wonder what we we would have gotten. We would have gotten Jurassic World dominion but in the 90s probably and and uh, apparently the book is actually a lot more of a horror movie or a horror book than yeah, anything that's so I... get put put in the hands of like new line who mm-hmm. made like the nightmare on elm street movies and stuff oh, like that yeah, like it could have been it could have been really could have been uh it would have been a, like like a horror like a creature a sl- feature like a slash yeah a creature yeah. feature or some sort of slasher where it's like oh this raptor he visits you in your dreams and, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean, thank goodness, you know, Spielberg got a hold of that thing because, man, I mean, it, there was parts of it. I remember being a kid and, and a part where uh, Nedry gets killed. Yeah, the Dilophosaurus is uh, particularly scary, eerie, you yeah. know. And I mean, the whole scene where uh, the the granddaughter, what's her name? Uh, I can't remember her name. Her name. And yeah. then, you know, when the T-Rex, they're in the Jeep and it's yeah, flipped yeah. over. And... We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Let's, let's keep on moving it's through. It's spooky. <laughs> um, yeah, so he gets his first director nod at the Oscars for Schindler's mm-hmm. List. Doesn't win. Um, but, yeah, he continues to make good movies. And then in 1998, he makes Saving Private Ryan. Wait, 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 wait. He For best director? Best director. Who won that year? I don't know. But I don't think he won that year. I'm what almost year was positive. Ninety four. Ninety four. Who the hell beat Schindler's List in ninety four? I swear, if it's Dancing with Wolves. No, that was way earlier. That was nineteen ninety. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, nineteen ninety eight. He wins Best Director for Saving Private Ryan, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. hailed as the best war movie ever made. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think it is. Can't wait to do that movie on there. And then from there, he just he continues to just make mm-hmm. good movies 
There are some of his that are good, but I don't really care to watch again. Yeah. Bridge of Spies. Um, okay. Never saw War Horse. Never saw Lincoln. Those were okay. Yeah, see, they were okay. I didn't know he directed The Post. Um, oh, yeah, I did that. That was okay. Too. Yeah. Yeah, as you see, they're just like... I've heard great things about The Terminal. He works with, with, with uh, Tom Hanks a bunch of times after this, but... Um, uh, yeah, okay. I, I've That's heard great right. things about that movie. Um, the one to me that stands out the most in that time of him just making all these like either dramas or political thrillers is, or there's two actually, um, Minority Report and Catch Me If You Can, and Catch Me If You yeah. Can. Um, even even War of the Worlds, where I do enjoy it, mm-hmm. um, it's not as good as those other two films. Yeah. I feel like. Um, but yeah, and then it, it wasn't and like I've I at that point I respect the man. I think he makes good movies. Mm-hmm. I would never say that watching one of his movies I'm like, oh this is bad. But yeah. I was not having Spielberg fatigue, but just kinda just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Until two thousand sixteen he makes Ready Player One. Right. And that was probably in my recent memory the most fun movie going experience that I've had in a long time. Yeah. Um and it just it just the way i would described it was spielberg on steroids everything that he mm-hmm. does good he does like immaculately in that movie and the whole time it was just well, yeah. so fun i mean i know this is like a Jurassic park cast but um yeah no that movie for sure it's like like you said it's spielberg on steroids but it makes sense because it's this kid who's like in love with all these like pulp culture yeah things that like even for Spielberg, he would have been probably aged out of like the eighties, yeah, yeah, stuff. But he could relate to somebody just loving something. And well, dude, the the yeah, you're you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. The dude, the the kid in in the movie, his car is the DeLorean, and yeah. he brought up Robert Zemeckis, who directed yeah. Back oh, to totally. the Future, you know. And his name was Johnny Spielberg in the movie. For those that haven't <laughs> watched it, you don't know if I'm lying. But yeah, it, it was a great movie, and like I said, he he's solidified his like mm-hmm. he's on the mount rushmore of like if he didn't make another film today he, he would yeah. he would still be yeah and, on... you, and you're right it's been like after saving Private ryan after his 90s run you probably have those three movies in the last close to 30 years yeah that probably resemble anything that he did in the 90s and then um but even then it's tough to rank those with like those Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, that, that, I would say that that's like his his top tier list, like yeah. his top shelf. And then you got Catch Me If You Can, Minority, Minority Report, Report Ready and Player then, One. Yeah, Ready Player One. It, it, but you know what? It's really rare for uh, dude for any filmmaker to even cash out, like not cash out, but produce like to go on a run like that. Yeah, it's, no, it's dude. I, look at Quentin Tarantino. He only wants to make 10 movies and then he's done. Oh, he's Spielberg's full made of it. fucking so many. Yeah, he's yeah, no, um, totally. But yeah, you're absolutely right to go on, to go on a run like that. But I have to bring it up after I mean, we talked about when, uh 1941, we talked about Hook. Mm-hmm. There are a couple other stinkers um that come out. He yeah. um 2007 he makes another Indiana Jones movie, and oh, it was terrible. not good. Or, and I'll tell you right now, a lot of gripes with it. A lot of people have gripes with it. Mine is not the aliens at all. It's everything else in the movie. It just the first scene was cool, and then after that, it started getting really wacky and just not. Yeah, just just 
corny. Just got really corny. It was everything. For somebody, you know, that's interesting too. Um, for somebody that was like at the forefront of what CGI can do. Yeah. That movie looked awful. No, dude. it really did it look looked, good. It looked like a like a uh, George Lucas prequel CGI yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked awful. It didn't look good. And I was just like, ugh. I yeah. hate it. But you're right. He does have some stinkers. He, yeah, he made that one, and then uh, he made another animated feature called uh, Polar Express. BFG. No, that was Robert Zemeckis. Oh, that was terrible. Um, too. He made this movie called BFG that wasn't received well. Uh, didn't didn't do well financially, and uh, huh. yeah. But like we said, no matter what this man does, he's pretty much solidified himself on the Mount Rushmore of like yeah. great directors. And like we said, he didn't have to. If he never made another movie, what's he? What's his next project? Uh, he just made West Side Story. I don't know what he's doing afterwards. Yeah, you know, his later career is pretty interesting. I wonder what he's trying to, like, trying to do. That takes some uh, further analysis. Yeah, that would be a deep dive on Steven Spielberg's We'll, we'll do that later. Watch out for that. December 11th. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, we got the man himself, Jeff Goldblum. Ah. Um, great in this. He plays Dr. Ian Malcolm, a chaotician. And uh, most people know him nowadays as playing, uh, what the hell's his name? The leader? No, he's not the leader. That's a Hulk villain. Yeah, whatever. He's in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, oh, he was in that. Re- not the collector. Not the collector. That's Benito del Toro. He's the. Yeah. Anyway, Jeff Goldblum, he's in Thor Ragnarok. But first movie I think I see him in is uh, Annie Hall. He's in the background of Annie Hall. Ooh. And then he's in the the great uh, remake version, second remake, or the first remake of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Donald Sutherland. Mm. Um, great movie. He's in that movie. He's got a really small piece. And then I think his like first really big starring role is The Fly in 1982. Probably his breakout. Yeah. Uh, before that, I think he does Earth Girls Are Easy with Gina Davis. Ah. And then they start dating each other. That's no, they. I think they did. Yeah. Dated on that movie. Uh. And then they did The Fly. So I think it's reversed that way. Hmm. But yeah, The Fly, he's great in. He's really creepy. Um, it's hard to turn a fucking six foot tall good looking dude into a creepy monster but that's david cronenberg for you um yeah he's in that movie he's in a lot of other shit but then he shows up in jurassic park really funny in this Mm -hmm. movie he's just kind of a pain pain in the ass yeah um and then nobody from the original cast apart from uh david attenborough or richard attenborough uh shows up for the sequel so he takes the lead as Mm -hmm. a lead character in jurassic world it's a big, big 90s for him. He does that. He does this movie. He does uh, The Lost World. And then he does uh, Independence, Independence Day. Day. Yeah. Just really, really good stuff. And uh, yeah, he's got a show on Disney+. Plus. He's really kooky on that. Oh, yeah. He's in a he's... few episodes of Portlandia. Really like him on that show. Yeah, he now he, now it's like if Jeff Goldblum pops up in your uh, TV show, he's got to play the Jeff Goldblum character. Yeah, pretty much. He's, he's got to play in Ian Malcolm. I think, you know what I mean? Because I think... Um, cause my first, I remember first seeing him in the fly Yeah, and I was freaked the fuck oh, out. Oh, for sure, dude. Cause, and I was a little, so I was even younger because this is prior to me watching Jurassic Park. And, really? Yeah. Oh so shit. I just, hey, I didn't see the fly till I was like six or dude, eight I, or something. I tell you, you should just sit there and just watch like HBO or Cinemax and just watch whatever the hell came on. A lot of MTV. And then, um, I remember that movie came on and I was just like, dude scared the shit out of dude, me yeah and, but you know what i didn't even recognize him in, in jurassic park but later on looking back you like 
connect the if, you, if you're watching like earth girls are easy which i've watched multiple times <laughs> um the fly he's you know he still brings his jeff goldblum kind of like cool like laid back uh how would you even describe his sense of humor he's just very eccentric eccentric but in even in those movies it's not turned up to the level that like jurassic park he kind of gets more free reign to be himself yeah and then I felt like after Jurassic Park, it was like every role he was in after was Jeff Goldblum. Jeff, like even yeah. even in in uh, Independence Day, a little bit, a little more, you know, subdued in there. But after that, it was just he got to be himself in everything. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the dream. Yeah, you should kind of show up and just be yourself. Daddy cool, daddy cool. All right, yeah, let's uh, move on a little here because we're running a little late. Um, Sam Neill, Sam Neill plays mm-hmm. uh, the other doctor the uh paleontologist and sam neill's good in this movie i like him a mm-hmm. lot i had never seen him in anything before and then every time he popped up afterwards i was like oh shit that's a dude from jurassic it's grant park. from jurassic park yeah grant yeah. alan grant dr alan grant alan grant um yeah he played a so the movie the omen there's three of them and mm. the third one he plays up a grown-up damien um I remember seeing him in that. He's also in this movie and Event Horizon, which is like mm. a sci-fi horror movie that a lot of people watch. It's like a cult classic. And then he returned for the third installment of this movie, yeah. which uh, I don't hate, but... It's not particularly great. No, it's not. But I don't like... I, I think it gets a lot more hate than it deserves. Well, after the... The, the the second trilogy came. Oh out. yeah, if you yeah yeah, yeah yeah without a doubt. And also too, I I, I know I, I made this comment when we we're watching the movie, and I was like, he doesn't have an he's not supposed to have an accent in the first Jurassic Park. Yeah, I don't. But think by so. Jurassic World Dominion comes out, I was like, wait, this seems a little off. But it was like he just didn't give a shit, and he was like, you know what, I'm not even gonna pretend I have an American accent. I'm gonna go full on. Uh, what is he? Scottish, Irish, something like that. Yeah. Welsh, maybe. Sorry, uh, we don't know where you're from, but yeah. <laughs> in the last movie, yeah, he just completely was just like, oh, you know where I seen him too in Peaky Blinders. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's his in that as well. Full on out, but yeah, I was like, damn, even he doesn't care about this movie. He thought it was shitty. Yeah. Next up, we got uh, Laura Dern, who is great in this movie. She has some great reactions to mm-hmm. dinosaurs, scared ones, wonderment, and everything. She was in Wild at Heart, 1990. Uh, Blue Velvet, right before that, in 1986. She was in the remake of Little Women. I know you saw that one. Oh, that's right. She plays the mother. Yeah, and then she finally won an Oscar for Marriage Story in 2019. Well, another good movie. She also had this uh, this really, uh, really short-lived show on uh, HBO called Enlightenment. I really liked it, but it got canceled like right away. I, I feel like she was gone... For a long time, mm-hmm. and now she's having like a renaissance for herself. Yeah, it's she's kind of in every, everything. She was in the Last Jedi, um, in Star Wars. So mm. she's just started popping up in like really big movies out of nowhere. Um, and good for her. She's also I know you like this movie, October Sky, oh, with Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. Um, she's like I said, she's great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of her her like frantic, like just a, just a wonderment on her face and the mm-hmm. terror on her face in certain scenes is just absolutely. She's got a lot of fan- good, uh, phys- fantastic uh, physical acting in the in the movies. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty great for sure. And uh, you know, I'm glad to see Laura Dern back where she belongs. Yeah, I mean, she's uh, Hollywood royalty, daughter of Bruce Dern, who mm-hmm. is uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, The Burbs. Um, but yeah, 
We oh, also got um, what's that? They're related, huh? Yeah, that's his daughter. Hmm. Uh, Richard Attenborough plays Doctor John or plays uh, John Hammond, the creator of the park. I really haven't seen him in much of everything else. Apparently, he's in Gandhi. I remember him from A Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, where he plays Santa Claus, the yeah. remake. Um, he's in the movie Chaplin. Apparently, he's in The Great Escape and A Bridge Too Far, which I had no idea that he was in those movies. But, sir, I know you're not Sir David Attenborough, but sir, you deserve <laughs> this. Uh, we apologize for not knowing your long historic, and it sounds like much uh, a really uh, well-respected career. Uh, Ari- uh, Ariana Richards plays Lex, the his granddaughter. She's great in this movie. She has some... Oh, Ariana Richards. She's, she's just really, really good. Um, the only other thing I ever saw her in was I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. Oh, she's in that movie? Yeah, she plays uh, that one uh, that one dude's daughter. Remember, he's got like two oh, white kids. Oh, that's her? <laughs> yeah, that's her. <laughs> um, yeah, she's great in this movie. Oh. Um, Joseph Mazzello, he plays Tim. Uh, he's popped up in a few things. He was in the Social Network. He was in the Band of Bro- no, not Band of Brothers. He's in the Pacific, the the other HBO uh, World War Two series. Oh, okay. And then he played the bassist in Bohemian Rhapsody. Ah, yeah. Maybe. He was just recently in that. And uh, obviously, we got the man himself, Sam Jackson. We talked about Sam Jackson uh, already on a previous pod, I believe, Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we know him from Pulp Fiction. Yep. Jackie Brown. Yep. Snakes on a Plane. Yeah. That movie with the sharks. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's this is the first movie I know I had seen uh, Goodfellas before this. Yeah. But this was the first movie where I rem- I saw his face, and every time after that. I was like, I, I know who that guy is. I think because just hold on to your butts, just yeah. Iconic. I, I remember that's it. Might be the first time that I remember like seeing Sam Jackson on the big screen, but that I actually remembered him. Yeah. And then it was I saw Pulp Fiction pretty close to after Jurassic Park, and then I was like, hey, that's the Jurassic Park guy. And then now you just. You know, it's years later when you go back to watch Jurassic Park, you're like, hey, it's Sam Jackson. <laughs> How did I not, like, really put this together, you know? But uh, it's great that he's a part of it. Yeah, for real. Um, then we got Wayne Knight, who plays Dennis Nedry. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in one of my favorite shows of all time, Third Rock from the Sun. He plays Don Orville or Donnie Orvellini. Mm-hmm. On but Wednesday probably most famously known as Newman. Yeah, he's he's Newman on Seinfeld. Um, he's also the voice of Salem the Cat on Teenage the... Uh, Oh. Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch as well. He's done a lot of voice work. Um, some honorable mentions. B.D. Wong. He plays Dr. Henry Wu. He's, I, I, apparently he's like a villain in the new movies or something. Dude. He, he's working for the other guy. Uh, Dotson? Dotson makes a... Uh, if you've seen Dominion, you know. Dotson, he's in Jurassic Park. He's with... He's for a fucking like a second, thirty seconds, and it's supposed to be like a callback that everyone's supposed to recognize. But I was watching the movie and I was like, "Dude, I didn't know that was yeah." Like, and why would I remember that? Why? What did he do? Yeah. And then B.D. Wong, yeah, he's in there, and I didn't know that he was reprising his role as uh, uh, what's his name in the movie, the doctor. Dotson. No. Oh, fucking Doctor Henry Wu. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know, I didn't put two to two get together, and he's like. He works with Dotson, who's like the main villain, and then he's here like, I want to correct what I made wrong. And I was like, uh, 
Dude, who was asking for a, a, a Dr. Wu oh, yeah, yeah, that redemption guy. story, dude? Nobody for real. was. So. But uh, really cool in this movie where, you know, he, he takes us on the tour of uh, little dinosaur eggs and he's really like, he's, he's good in this. Not so great in the <laughs> other one. Or maybe too good in the uh, other Last one. two, Martin Fierro, who plays uh, the lawyer. Um, the blood sucking lawyer. Yeah, the blood sucking lawyer. He's in a few other things too, but I can't recall right now. And Miguel Sandoval, he's in Blow. He was on the season of Barry. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the cast, long and short of it. So let's jump into the actual movie. What are some of the scenes that stood out that stand out to you just all the time? Like when you think about this movie, it it just pops in your. I head. mean, obviously, right the brontosaurus or is it the brachiosaurus remember the kid corrects him anyway they the when they first you know they take the jeep they land on the island they're taking the jeep and they see the dinosaur for the first time it's iconic yeah. right um i think for me though one scene that really stands out to me is when uh ellen grant is talking to that kid in, in the yes excavation yes site. thank you so much and for gets that little that. claw and he like well maybe dinosaurs have more in common with present-day birds than they do with reptiles Look at the pubic bone, turned backward, just like a bird. Look at the vertebrae, full of air sacs and hollows, just like a bird. And even the word raptor means bird of prey. That doesn't look very scary. <laughs> More like a six-foot turkey. <laughs> turkey, huh? Oh, no. Okay. Try to imagine go. yourself in the Cretaceous period. You get your first look at this six-foot turkey as you enter a clearing. He moves like a bird, lightly bobbing his head. And you keep still because you think that maybe his visual acuity is based on movement like T-Rex. And he'll lose you if you don't move. But no, not Velociraptor. You stare at him, and he just stares right back. And that's when the attack comes. Not from the front, but from the side. From the other two raptors, you didn't even know were there. Because Velociraptor's a pack hunter, you see. He uses coordinated attack patterns, and he is out in force today. And he slashes at you with this. Six-inch retractable claw, like a razor, on the middle toe. He doesn't bother to bite your jugular like a lion, say. No, no. He slashes at you here, or here. Or maybe across the belly, spilling your intestines. The point is, you are alive when they start to eat you. So, you know, try to show a little respect. Okay. I remember that really That doesn't me sound so scary. More like a six-foot turkey. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 scene is really cool. Yeah. And it, and it kind of, like, it, it tells you that uh, about... Alan's character he doesn't really care if he's scaring children because he doesn't really like children yeah he's kind of more focused on his work he's yeah more fascinated with dinosaurs um raptors especially yeah um and what does he say uh oh you kill a kid no nah, he doesn't have that accent but <laughs> you get the hit right he's like yeah to, uh, puts the claw to like his neck and he's like referencing but i always they're thought it was funny eating you while you're still alive when it was later right when they're actually talking to dr Wu, and then he 
he's like, you bred raptors. And he's like, just uh-huh. so terrified. Because, yeah. But I always thought Because he, he knows. He knows, but I'm also like, damn, but does he really know? No, because he doesn't. He doesn't. But in the movie, he's just like, dear God. Because he's like God. the world's leading like raptor expert. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the first really good scene because obviously uh, I didn't I didn't want to gloss over the beginning um, too much, but the movie starts and you just get these great titles. Mm-hmm. It's the letters, but they have the bones. It's yeah. like bone colored and it's got the lines inside them. It's Blood just dripping from it. It's nice. just really cool. This this movie does such a good job marketing itself yeah. inside the movie. Oh yeah, like it's it's insane and um, yeah. Apparently the island's like 120 miles off the coast of Costa Rica, and it's just like damn. Isla Nublar. Yeah, Nublar. if these if these fucking uh, no, I think this is Isla Sorna, right? Sorna. Okay, yeah. yeah, the other one, the second. The one. other one's Isla Nublar, but uh, yeah, it, it's just fucking crazy. Um, obviously, watching the beginning of the movie, the one of the famous lines that gets quoted is "Shota." That's right. Yeah. Shota. Um. Yeah, I just I just remember seeing that as a kid and just be like, "What the fuck is inside yeah. there?" Um, yeah, that 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 was really cool. And then um, they get when the lawyer shows up, he goes to the amber mine at the beginning. This is not one of my favorite scenes, but this is the first time when they kind of reveal how they brought the dinosaurs yeah. back to life. Mm-hmm. And that concept alone is just really fucking cool. It's like, oh, these mosquitoes were on the yeah, and, and they, they have and, that really cool, fun animation. Of yeah, like yeah. How they, how later show. on, like that whole that whole scene, it just reminds me. This this movie just feels like it's like shot full of Disney stuff in it, like the park at least. You yeah, know? and it's like everything that they show you want to own. You're just like, oh, you'd be cool if I had a little paperweight, but it was like the mosquito trapped in like amber. Or, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. Uh, that scene um, where where Newman fucking whatever his name is in this movie, he <laughs> he meets with Dotson, um, and then he has that fucking Barbasol. Yeah, the Barbasol can. And he puts it on. He puts it on the on the pie next to him. Yeah, I always wanted so bad to like have a scene where somebody shows back up to their table and takes a bite of it. Dude, like, I wanted to be that guy. <laughs> I don't, I used to watch a lot of. Pie, I know it's a little off topic, but a lot of pieing was popular in the nineties. They brought it back for some reason on Nickelodeon, especially. And these guys would get pied in the face, and I was always like, oh, that's whipped cream. But a lot of times, it was shaving cream. Really? So, yeah. So when I remember watching that, and I was like, oh, I just always associated Barbasol and shaving cream with whipped cream. And I probably, and I, you know what? I ate some one time, or I tasted it, and it, it was not whipped cream. <laughs> and uh, this movie's to blame for that, so. <laughs> Wait, you did it purposely? Yeah, I'm telling you, because <laughs> you spray, you spray... Guys, you know what I'm talking about. Nowadays, you got clear gel, so it doesn't look so appetizing. But back then, a can of Barbasol, you're spraying it. It looks like whipped cream. It does look like whipped cream, but, but you knew what it was, right? I guess. I don't know. I'm a little kid, right? So, like, I'm watching I'm watching this show, What Would You Do on Nickelodeon? These guys are getting pied in the face. Sometimes they're licking the face. Sometimes they're not. But somewhere along the line, I seen them fill a pie, and it was with, with Barbasol. And I was like, you saw that on the show. It was somewhere, and so I've always associated getting pied with the face with whipped cream and Barbasol. So in the movie, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I want to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I did one time, and it was I learned my lesson. Oh, that's great. Um, <laughs> on another topic, uh, this is very early on in the movie. All the stuff that we're talking about, 
Um, so you get snippets of John Williams' score, but it's oh. not until they're in the helicopter and then John Hammond says, there it is. Mm-hmm. And then you get that awesome shot of the helicopter just moving towards towards the um, the the island. And John Williams' score just fucking punches you in the gut. Oh, and it's yeah. just so... It's so fun big. and yeah. yeah. It's just it's amazing. The score for this movie is fucking fantastic. Like, oh yeah. Amazing. And 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 you know, just you know, John Williams is always just always that good. He's yep. just that guy. And way to like just, yeah, uh evoke all that emotion through like a score is just so amazing because yeah. it's like wonderment and you're like, Oh, and just like, Oh, we're going on an adventure to eat Barbasol. <laughs> Um, next up, I got uh, after the presentation the raptor birth. That's probably yep, that's my... where Grant you bred raptors. Yeah, and then you get <laughs> so there, there's a lot of great quotes in uh-huh. this movie, and uh, we're probably gonna have to pick one of our favorites at the end. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this is where you get life uh, probably finds most, a way. Yeah, most. How do you know they're all female? Or does somebody yeah. go out in the park and pull up the dinosaur skirts? We control their chromosomes. It's really not that difficult. All vertebrate embryos are inherently female anyway. They just require an extra hormone given at the right developmental stage to make them male. We simply deny them that. Deny them that? John, the kind of control you're attempting is, uh, it's not possible. Listen, if there's one thing the history of evolution has taught us, it's that life will not be contained. Life breaks free, it expands to new territories, and it crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously, but... uh, Oh, there it is. There it is. You're implying that a group composed entirely of female animals will breed? No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. One of the most, most iconic. Ones, yeah, um, yeah th- this scene is just really cool because you everybody's, like the audience, is mm-hmm. just in, just been enchanted by this place and what they've done, what they've been able to do, and everything like that. And we finally get Dr. Ian Malcolm, the chaotician, mm-hmm. pushing back on John Hammond. Yeah. And it only lasts like a little while because everybody still has their noses in the birth of these raptors and everything. Yeah. But um, I, I think that, say, that scene's really iconic, and I think it's really good, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you, I mean, apart from the fact that you saw a dinosaur eat somebody at the beginning of the movie, that's where you start to think things might not go as well right. as they It was like our first here. case of, like, foreshadowing. Um, yeah. And then the dinner scene for me, mm-hmm. when they're talking at the table, and now fucking... The lawyer might as well be jerking off because he's like planning on like making all his money. Just yeah, like so the merch, so happy. Yeah. And then we get another another scene of of Ian Malcolm just being really irate and mm-hmm. just really can't can't believe the like the audacity the audacity of these people and just like the neglect and the thought of the fact that this could go horribly wrong. Right. Gee, the lack of humility before nature that's being displayed here. Um, Staggers me. Well, thank you, Dr. Malcolm, but I think things are a little bit different than you and I had feared. Yeah, I know. They're a lot worse. Now, wait a second. Now, we haven't even seen the part where Don't let him talk. There's no reason. No, no. I want to hear every viewpoint. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Don't you see the danger, uh, John, inherent uh, in what you're doing here? Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a, a kid that's found his dad's gun. It's hardly appropriate to start hurling generalizations. Uh, uh, if I may. Um, 
I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. You know, you read what others had done, and you and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses uh, to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even knew what you had, you you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You want to sell it. Well, I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. And and we get another great speech from him in that in that part, um, right? And and yeah, he's he's really upset, and but he's not going anywhere. And they're gonna go on the tour the next day. Um, and I believe before they do that, they go to the Raptor enclosure. Um, is it or the T? Oh, actually, it's it's right before the dinner scene. They go to the Raptor enclosure, or dropping the cow. Into yeah, the, yeah. That's af- af- after after the Raptor eats the cow uh john hammond's like who's hungry and then they go to the dinner that's right you know what quick side note cows being eaten in movies popular in the 90s this movie starship troopers oh yeah well that cow wasn't so much eaten as just fucking ripped apart true test testing cows (laughs) cows 90s cows popular yeah cows in the 90s very popular Mm -hmm. this movie starship troopers twister Oh, you're right. Yeah. And don't forget about uh, all those California cheese commercials. Oh, yeah. Singing cows. Yeah, yeah. They were big. Cows uh, had it big in the 90s. Um, But, yeah, I think once they start the tour, obviously they get get on the tour and everybody's kind of disappointed Mm -hmm. because they're not seeing any dinosaurs anywhere until they're driving through. And then this was another scene for me that Mm -hmm. I was just like, holy shit. Um, they pull over and they see, or they don't pull over. They're driving. They stop because the power is like cutting mm-hmm. out. And then Laura Dern gets out of the car because she sees a sick t- uh, tr- triceratops. Triceratops, yeah. How, as a kid, or like even now, like how does that scene hit you? Um, <laughs> as a kid, I, I thought it was really cool because we got to see like a triceratops up close. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then she gets to work with it, and um, so I thought it was really cool. As a kid, now I'm watching it. And I'm like, how would you know how to treat a triceratops? You know, obviously that's be, you, with adulthood comes a lot of skepticism. So yeah. you're watching it, and then even now, but you know, I, I think uh, it really tells like who uh, Laura Dorn's character really is in in the. You know, she's not about the what is it the uh the spectacle of the amuse like you know yeah dinosaur she like actually cares cares about about the animal and that's the thing about like her and ellen grant or like they actually care to learn and to you know to understand these animals where it where is um uh what's his name richard attenborough what's his name in the uh fucking hammond hammond Yeah. Where, you know, Hammond's really just trying to... to he's an enter, you know he's an entertainer. An entertainer. But to them, it, like, even now I watch it, and, you know, it's sincere. And you're just like, wow, she really cares about this animal that she really has no idea how to treat. <laughs> yeah. But it's adorable, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a great movie. And, it, and it's kind of opposite of, like, what we've seen earlier where we're like, oh, let's be scared of these dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. And it takes it away from the creature feature aspect of it. No, for sure. Because... Yeah, like like you said, it, it's adorable. She's taking care of it, and then 
it seems like a giant cow, pretty much, you know? Like, Again, cows in the nineties, guys. <laughs> Um, when Alan, Move when, when Alan lays on top of, on top of it and mm-hmm. like it's, it's got close up, like looking at like, uh, that's all practical effects, obviously. Yeah. And it just, it fantastic. It was just so cool. Yeah. Just so cool seeing that as a kid, seeing it now. It, um, yeah. The texture, like it just feel you're just like, damn, that's dinosaur skin. Like, yeah, it's yeah. It's really cool that you get to like touch it and just and then, be that up close to. Obviously, uh, the giant pile of shit that she puts her hands in. Ah, classic. It's just a nice little joke in there. Poop but um, storm's coming, mm-hmm. and they got to get back in the cars and get back to the compound. Ooh. So they're on their way. And meanwhile, Nedry Newman, uh, Donnie Orvellini, is trying mm-hmm. to steal all the dino DNA for himself to make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and this brings us to probably one of the next best scenes in the movie, is uh, him trying to get off the island, mm-hmm. and he runs into the Dilophosaurus. Yep. Like I said, that scene to me is probably the most eerie and the most oh, the yeah. most creepy. And I and I was trying to figure out why, and I think it's because the dinosaur one is making noises like a cat, which cats are fucking evil murderers, mm-hmm. but they're so adorable. Oh yeah. But it's making like really like disarming like it's cute at first like noises yeah i wouldn't say cute but it's making like really like oh i shouldn't be worried and he's not and he kind of is and kind of isn't well yeah because he's like he's kind of creeped out at first but then he like looks at he's like oh like yeah yeah, yeah. you are you're nothing big like oh you're kind of adorable yeah yeah and then it quickly turns into um a fucking nightmare it's so good when it fans out it's like little hood like yeah the first time that happened i was like oh my god what's gonna happen sprays him in the face with that fucking goo um and uh you felt like he was harmless like right kind of yeah yeah like new like he's 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 an asshole for stealing that stuff but still i was like but like nedger seems like he still seems very harmless yeah and even though he's trying and like dude you knew he could like he's not like like a physical specimen so he's not an athlete so you see him slipping and trying to yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. get the the wench to work one question that i that i always had is were there two dilophosaurus there or was there one because the one sprays him he runs to the car gets in the car shuts the door the door on the other side is still closed that's probably multiple so the only thing that i can think of is when he was down there one got in his car and then he shut the door and then it was yeah like, that's probably what happened there. another yeah. question do we know they really spit that acid out? We don't know. But don't it's know. really cool. It is really cool. You know, science has ruined dinosaurs in the, what, 30 years since this movie Dude, has the, come out. The second I found out that the Velociraptor was the size of a, a turkey, which now I understand the joke when he's like, it's a six-foot turkey. Yeah. It's because of like, oh, the one that sorry, the, guys. the one that really crushed me is that uh, T-Rex could never run that fast. It would, cr- it would crumble under its own weight. True. Yeah. But, you know, it lost its speed. But if you watch the new Apple series about dinosaurs, which is actually uh, narrated by Sir David Attenborough, and it's really cool. Apparently, they were great swimmers, so they show them swimming in the. Interesting. So they lost something and they gained something. But you're right; science has really ruined. Dinosaurs. Yeah. And also, <laughs> you know what? I'm starting to get under this anti-science kind of <laughs> oh, this crowd. They're just like, oh, follow Jerry's QAnon podcast. It's called Jerrynon. Uh, queued up with Jerry. <laughs> No, but you you know it's obviously they're probably more right. It's it's probably like, I think uh, Jurassic Park and its marketing has a lot to do with how we how it shaped 
a lot of like millennial generation x vision of dinosaurs yeah definitely which is it, it was made for the screen yeah but man they looked cool they did look super cool almost man. as cool as my cyborg t-rex <laughs> idea but uh uh yeah but like we said that that scene's terrifying and oh, yeah. then um i think uh we've come to it the the t-rex getting mm-hmm. out of its enclosure still great that scene when i was watching it for this podcast i was Try I, I I've seen this movie so many times. Mm-hmm. It's been on the back in the been on in the background of my life forever. So, you know, it's it's hard to get into a mood of like trying to see it with with eyes clean for the first time. Mm-hmm. But when I was doing it for this, I was just like, man, look at the way this shit looks. Look yeah. how terrified these kids are. Look how like it it the whole scene plays out. It's it's a pretty lengthy scene too. It is. The kids are in the yeah. car. Um, where's the goat? Slaps on the window. Yeah. Um, they realize that the the gate's not electrified anymore. Mm-hmm. T Rex comes out. Fucking lawyer goes in the bathroom. Um, the little girl starts pulling out the pulling out the flashlight. T Rex goes crazy for it. Yeah. I'll tell you a story. Um, you know the T Rex comes on the top of the truck and there's a glass in between them and mm-hmm. they're getting pushed and they're like, oh no, blah yeah, blah yeah. whatever. Well, when I was a kid, um, after this movie, and I think after The Lost World came out as mm-hmm. well, Universal, they made a Jurassic Park ride. And it's still mm-hmm. there today that just got updated. Um, but in the commercials, there's a scene that in the in the ride, there's right before the big drop, uh, Tyrannosaurus comes yeah. out. And it comes out above you. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, I knew we were going to Universal Studios. And um, I knew we were going to get on this ride. And I just remember thinking that, oh, when that part comes out, they're gonna put a piece of glass in front of the ride, and then <laughs> and we and then we have back. to push the the T Rex. You're like looking around, and somebody's in a sling, and you're like, "Damn, yeah, we're screwed. Yeah, we're fucked." <laughs> um, but yeah, I just remember, I just remember that. But yeah, the the entire scene's amazing. Um, oh I, yeah, I mean, you got like, dude, nothing says like, what's the most Jaws part about the Jurassic Park movie? Yeah. It's like. The iconic ripples in the water. Oh, dude, yeah, right? just insane. And, no, so many. Yeah, it's like that, like that scene, the the uh, with the the glass up top as the T Rex is trying to get in through the sunroof or whatever. Yeah, the eyeball and the dilated in the window. In the window, yeah, just all of that's so been good. referenced everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Um, the and then even when the well, we could talk about it a little bit later, but dude, even the mud was terrifying. It, it, yeah, it's really dude. The the kids, the car gets turned over, and the kids are underneath, and the water and the mud's rushing in, and those yeah. kids are doing such an amazing job of just act, screaming. just screaming and being terrified because they were terrified. They didn't even know that was going to happen that day. <laughs> Maybe just like um, I did. You you did say uh, something that that brought this to mind. Um, they built that that mm-hmm. T Rex for the most part in that scene is animatronic. It's an, it's yeah. practical effects. Oh, that's right. And they built and they built that thing, and it's made of foam ru- uh, latex rubber. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they didn't uh, account for is the fact that it was going to be raining that scene, and when they oh, made yeah. it, it made it, it insanely heavy, and yeah. the hydraulics with inside the the dinosaur was like breaking down all the time. Yeah. So they had to film all that stuff really, really fast. Yeah, that, and they didn't anticipate lightning striking the animatronic and it coming to life either. That part <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Little untold story behind the evil of Hollywood. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of dark darkness in there. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's just such an iconic scene. Obviously, Grant gets out, he throws the flare, mm-hmm. and the T Rex is gonna follow it. And then uh, Ian Malcolm wants to be a big man, tries to do the same thing. Yeah, gets knocked in the bathroom, and then the lawyer gets eaten. Yeah, everybody's favorite part. Yep. Um, but yeah, great great scene. I think the the scene after that where they're stuck in the tree is really cool too. Um, that's really cool with the, with the jeep coming down. Because what what and that's another you know that speaks to. Uh, greatness of Spielberg as well it's like after such tension you get this chance to breathe right yeah which is kind of like damn and then you also get to digest what you just saw and then you get a brachiosaurus come I think that's when uh the little boy's like it's a brachiosaurus yeah and then the daughter the granddaughter is like trying to get over her fear and then she gets sneezed on yeah um and also too I was the big tree I was like damn I want to climb a giant tree like that and live in it uh, yeah, I, that's something I always thought. At some point, I'm gonna sleep in a tree. Yeah, never did. No, never on purpose. Yeah, um, yeah, great scene. Um, I think. Uh, what else you got? Another iconic scene. Iconic scenes. I mean, I think um, Lord uh, Lord Dern. Ah, damn, what is? I cannot remember her name in the her character's name in the movie. Uh, when she's speaking to Hammond and they're eating the ice cream in like oh you know what that that is a good scene yeah where they're they're, you know he's kind of like speaking to her about like what he imagined and yeah he's kind of coming to grips that this might not be such a great idea yeah there's a great a great line or great back and forth between them where he's like but next time when we get it under control he's like no there's not a next like you don't have it under control now you're not gonna yeah you're not gonna do it and then he's like oh i might as well eat this ice cream yeah and he eats it um that's a great scene i mean uh obviously i think the next big scene is 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 right everything uh just all the raptor shit that you finally get to see the raptors and what they're capable of. Yeah. And then, you know, it's funny, as a kid, I always thought the, uh, like, their security dude or whatever, the guy, uh, the hunter. Yeah. What's his name in that movie? I can't remember. Well, I always thought he was like, I was like, oh, he's the villain, right? And I think I think it has to do with my association <laughs> with, like, whatever happened in, in uh, The Lost World. Yeah. Where there was a lot of guys like him. But then watching it back, and I was like, oh, no, he wasn't. He was just so, like... He's kind of like Alan Grant, where he's like, "Oh, I understand the nature yeah, of these yeah. things, and they're not to be played he's with." He's like a hunter. He's like a hunter, and he's like, you know, and I, I think just when he sees the raptor, and he like has to undo the uh, the stock of his yeah. shotgun, right? And uh, that scene is was yeah. One of my that uh, so yeah, that's pretty much getting the power back on. Scene. Power back on, yeah. Um, that that whole part. Uh, we can't. We're being hunted. Yeah, we're being hunted. That that whole part. Um, He's almost like is, turned on by it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, go, run. And then she runs. Do um, I make your Andy. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, a dinosaur. Great. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, and then you get another iconic line. Clever girl. Yeah. Like, dude, so good. That's the first time we see a raptor face in in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it just pops out, just, just staring at it. Like... And and it does exactly what Alan tells a little kid. He's like, oh, you see a raptor in front of you, and you think the attack's going to come from the front, but it comes from the side. The, the two sides. raptors that you didn't even know were there. Yeah. Um, which is 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 awesome. Um, awesome because he had no idea. Yeah. Uh, also, I I really like she's turning the power back on. Um, this is this is before the power back on scene, but when they're walking through the field and they see the herd of 
of uh, it's really quick. Heard, oh. heard of dinosaur come out and the T Rex is fucking chasing mm-hmm. it and eats one. But yeah, power back on. I really like them trying to get over the fence, the electrified yep. fence, and she's turning it on at the same time. It just Spielberg just so much, hei- doing yeah. heightening the tension just so much. So good. Um, you don't even need dinosaurs to feel tension. It's just he's an electric fence. Yeah, and the flipping of switches. Yeah. Right? Just, just really and she, good use of... And she flips it. The kid, like, gets shocked <laughs> yeah, or something. He, like, flies off. And she's like, I got it! And then the raptor's like, yeah, fuck you! She's like, ah! That's so great. Like, her scream on that scene is... Dude, so, so, so good. So awesome. Just really good. Um, Just amazing. And then we find out Sam Jackson died. Fucking... She's like, oh, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. Does he, die? he dies off screen. He dies it? off screen. She just pulls his fucking arm out. Yeah, that's right. Like, oh, dude, I would have just held it and beat the raptor. Yeah, with I know. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that scene, uh, shortly afterwards, they meet up with, uh, she meets up with Grant. Mm-hmm. They have to run back to the compound. Um, Lex and Tim are, they've been out for a few days. They haven't eaten anything. Mm-hmm. So they're gorging themselves on all these food. And oh, just that's right. what a great look on Lex's face when mm-hmm. she realizes that there's something behind her. Yeah. And, uh, the yeah. jello shaking, she's shaking. It's yeah. just really great. And, uh, they have to run and hide. Uh, and this is where we get the great, like Raptor chase scene between yeah. the two kids. Probably one of the second, probably most iconic scenes. Yeah. In the movie. Between the two kids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, also, uh, <laughs> the door, the door handle. <laughs> yeah, turning. Oh my god! And like he like looks through the the, yeah. the porthole first and is just <laughs> steaming it up. There's a lot of great references to this movie in uh, pop culture. Yeah. Um, I know it was on Animaniacs. One of my favorite scenes in The Simpsons talks about uh, Jurassic Park, Billy and the Clonosaurus. Yeah. Um, there's a great critic scene about the Raptors uh, <laughs> yeah. in in in, uh, in the show. The if critic. If you haven't seen that, please YouTube that. Yeah, YouTube Jurassic Park: The Critic. Um, it's it's fantastic. But yeah, that that entire scene, the the Raptors just being talked about mm-hmm. the entire time, hyped up the entire time, and they really lived up to all they, of that. They do. It's it's absolutely terrifying. Um, the kids get back to um, Grant and. Laura Dern, mm-hmm. and uh, they have to <laughs> they have to uh, get the power back on still, or like get the locks working at least. And they're like fighting, dude. Stu- I saw a video online where it's like, "What's that fucking kid doing? He's just slapping his sister in the back. Why the hell isn't he picking up that shotgun and handing <laughs> it to Grant?" Like, oh man, I was like, "Yeah, you know what? That's right." And then we- you were making the comment too. I think um, we were watching it about. Why is the computer set up so stupid that she has to like move, yeah. move through a digital city to fucking yeah, turn like, everything on? Oh, let's find this like oh, welcome to the 3D world. Whereas, yeah, Park whereas if you just had a fucking regular desktop with program files on it, she could have done it like, like way dude, faster. Just input the .exe and let's get these files going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she has to like maneuver through it, like digital pull, like pull world. it, pull it, and it moves at the oh, slowest my. rate possible. Yeah, I was watching that and I was like, okay, I know there's dinosaurs in here, but this is the most unbelievable <laughs> part. This whole damn movie, like this, and if this is the security team behind, like you know, making sure that nothing crazy happens or these dinosaurs ex- like escape, this is why. This is why everything happens. It's because they wanted to be cute. <laughs> for the 3D world, it's so stupid. Uh, yeah, but um, uh, so yeah, they get out. They end up in the main lobby of the building, and the Raptors are all around them. Looks like they're about to get fucking torn to pieces. And then, dun, dun, 
T-Rex comes in, saves their asses. Yeah. The, the raptors have to fucking fight them. And they make their way out. And they get off the island. Yep. And then the movie kind of just ends it just ends you're not sure you're not sure what's gonna you're you assume that the dinosaurs just taking over the island no one's gonna go back but you know what's funny is is uh yeah that iconic t-rex scene and he fights off the raptors and he's like roaring and then you have the banner oh yeah yeah just so good it's so good but you know what that scene set like that happens the, just the T-Rex saving the day or fighting at the end of the movie yeah, just happened. I don't know. I can't really remember Jurassic Park 3 if that really happened. It does. Um, it No, you know what? It doesn't. There, there's a part in the movie where the Spinosaurus fights like... It's not a T-Rex. It's the one that looks like a T-Rex with horns on its head. Oh, like, it fights one of those, but it kills it like really fast. Yeah. So, you know what? It's in the Jurassic World series where they decided to do yeah. that. In every freaking movie, and, and it like, just it, it apparently just got more and more ridiculous as it went on. Oh yeah, I didn't think it could get more and more ridiculous than the first Jurassic World, where the T Rex and the Raptor look at each other and nod and oh, then walk man. off in different Such directions. Such a great scene in a terrible movie, <laughs> but it's ridiculous, right? And they they went on, they did it in uh, Lost Kingdom or whatever the hell, Fallen the name, Kingdom, yeah, whatever the hell the name of that movie is, and then they do it in the third one, where it's, it's so shoehorned in that. It just in the movie that already didn't make any sense. That really didn't make any sense, and it's like, oh, here we go, way to kill one of the best scenes or one of the best endings ever. Oh gosh. But anyway, great scene in that movie. Okay, well, um, we're kind of nearing the end of this thing. Movie's over now. Uh, what's your favorite scene in the movie? If you had to pick one. Ooh, you know what? I'm gonna have to go with the the whole kids in the jeep with the t-rex scene yeah it's probably is probably my my favorite movie it's just a favorite favorite scene in the movie it's just so full of tension yeah that's... i would say uh, honorable mention uh the raptor scene of course nothing new but yeah. i will say it's because of the door handle scene yeah i was cry. i was so good so ridiculous but yeah awesome. uh I, i'm gonna go with the t-rex yeah um scene too it, it's just it's so iconic the the water the water droplet moving. Um, we didn't bring up the fact that later on, when they go looking for them and um, mm-hmm. Malcolm's in the back of the jeep, he's looking at the T Rex foot and it's filled with water and it starts doing it again oh, when, yeah. when they're getting chased. Mm-hmm. Um, who's your favorite character in the movie? Uh, as a kid, it was Ian Ian Malcolm. I think as an adult, it's probably it's probably I don't know, probably Grant. Maybe I don't know. It's um, tough to say. I I feel like I'm the opposite. As a, as a kid, I liked Grant, um, and I really didn't like Ian Malcolm yeah. in this movie. But as I have, as an adult now watching it, I think uh, Ian Malcolm's my favorite. Yeah, and especially I really like. A lot of people don't like the Lost World. I I I think it's it's great it's for fun. what it, it's yeah. great for what it is. It's yeah. a sequel. It's it's flashy. It's never going to be Jurassic Park, but it it's fun. And I think. Uh, Jeff Goldblum does a great job leading that movie. Yeah, he does. Um, oh, wait. Actually, favorite character? T-Rex. There you go. <laughs> That's great. Um, all right. Uh, what's your favorite line from this movie? I got a couple that you might be able to pick from. So, hold on to your butts. Mm-hmm. Uh, no wonder you're extinct. <laughs> uh, life finds a way. Mm-hmm. And clever girl. I'm going to go with clever girl. Clever girl? That's my favorite line. <sighs> That's a good one. Clever girl. 
I feel like I've used that one the most yeah. in my life. Um, I probably burnt myself on and hold out to your butts when I was like in elementary school. Still say that till to till to this day. I, I think I think uh, probably the most iconic and probably the most poignant uh life finds a way yeah. that might be my favorite one yeah yeah great line they're all really good okay uh, now let's say that it's 1994 mm-hmm. and jurassic park had just come out uh so there's no sequels to this movie at all uh and it could be years later or whatever it's, it's, it's only one movie that's made <clears throat> would you make a prequel a sequel or a remake of this movie? Um, I would have to do a sequel because you gotta think if you're making a prequel of this movie, it's either it's gotta be what the it's gotta be a lot of science in there, so it's probably not a whole lot of fun. It's a lot of paperwork. Like the new ones. Yeah, but even worse because, or maybe better, but it's a lot of like, oh, here I wrote a paper. You guys read the paper, and then you don't get to see the dinosaurs because it's all theory, right? Unless you do super prequel, and it's like, oh shit, actual. 63 million years ago <laughs> yeah. and it's like the dinosaurs but i would i would i would do a sequel you know me me and jason were were talking about it uh a prequel like that 65 million years earlier but um i fuck i can't remember what we were saying oh <clears throat> the t i think the t800 goes back in time oh, and it takes on like all the dinosaurs it takes on the, on the dinosaurs yeah you know what actually yeah if you go that method <laughs> it comes out and then it, like one dinosaur like jumps through the portal and like that's actually how they distra- extracted their dna because yeah. it comes with it but actually you know what okay let's do a pre let's do a trilogy right it's Jurassic park and you got that prequel the, yeah. the t800 going back the di- the t-rex follows him then you have my cyborg T-Rex come back from the future. It works. He also has the red eye. Yeah. Right? Kind of has a Kano thing going on. And he's got like a one gun arm. <laughs> one Gatling gun arm. One short Gatling gun arm. And it's, you know, you know it's, it's crazy, but it's not as ridiculous as what you've seen in, in the later Jurassic World films. I, I agree. Um, I think if... Uh... I, th- I think that's where my money is. Yeah. I want to make a trilogy with the prequel and then a sequel afterwards. Mm. Can't go wrong. In the future. Um, dinosaurs in the future. Yeah, do it the Indiana Jones way. Yep. That's what that's what we're going to do. In in honor of Spielberg. That's true. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I think uh, that's, that's, that's everything. Um, guys, me and Jason have some really good news coming very soon to you guys. We're going to be announcing in a couple weeks. So get ready for that. Jerry, I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And uh, follow us on Twitter, or not Twitter, I'm sorry, TikTok and Instagram at PlayItAgainMan underscore pod. And we will see you at the movies next week.